0: Two guys, two topics, two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on ninety-seven five, 1280 the zone and the Zone Sports Network.
1: How much of it is mental versus physical?
0: Oh, I mean, probably. I mean, bits and power. I don't know what percentage it is, but definitely a bit of both. I mean, there was times, I mean, everyone knows of a bit of emotion on court, but I think I even got caught showing some bad emotion. You, you get drained by things happening continuously and there were certain parts in the game that we are usually really good at or, or things that we usually do really well that we're, we're just draining because we practice it, we, we do it every day and then for it to still happen. And, and not just last night, it's obviously kind of over that period of, of games that we haven't played to the, to the level that we we should be playing at, it's draining. And you've got to get to the next play, as coach would always kind of say, if you miss miss a shot, turnover, whatever it is, we've got to get to the next play and and focus on that. And I think we've we've struggled with that. We haven't got to the next play and it's kind of snowballed into three or four, five, six possessions instead of being one. And I was getting a great shot or getting a a stop defensively and trying to kind of fix it and turn it around as soon as possible until uh, instead of it snowballing like it kind of has...
2: All right, it's the split story of the day brought to you by our friends at Sound Sleep Medical. Uh, last night, the Jazz lost the Lakers 121-96. to 96, But, of course, this whole stretch, and you heard Joe Ingles on the Joe Ingles show right there refer to it, you know, counting the going one-on-four on the, the five-game road trip, now one-on-five coming back home uh, to play the Lakers, and, and the big topic is what 's going on with this team, and even in the the post game, uh, there were comments made last night, I believe it was by Rudy Gobert who talked about how you, you know this is a little bit harder. in fact, it was Rudy who said two, three years ago that when they 'd lose, it, it would feel different because there were the expectations of the team were different that you kind of okay we 're learning and, and move on and move on to the next game. Uh, now, with these expectations surrounding this team, where in the off-season, you know, the Jazz pushed in the chips. The Jazz took on, you know, close to $70 million uh, of salary to Mike Conley to bring him in here from Memphis. I mean, the, the Jazz made moves. They they uh, spent assets. Uh, they moved uh, a lot of pieces around to, to identify their weaknesses. And uh, they, they spent some capital, so to speak, and bring in 10 new faces. And there are things going on with this team. You heard Joe in a different part of the interview where he talked about how, you know, things that they normally do well aren't going right now you know things that they used to be able to lean on they can't necessarily lean on anymore and they're not not necessarily going correctly and i i get the impression um, and we'll talk about this uh, at greater detail coming up uh, at 530. But I, I get the impression that they have some things internally that they've got to to deal with as well. And isn't that the case, Austin, in, in our lives when things don't necessarily uh, go according to plan? And look at, look at who I'm telling this to. Uh, by the way, but when things don't necessarily go according to plan, that's that's when you kind of have to dig deep. I mean, nobody's in a in a terrific mood when a when a, a, a what a backhoe tractor goes through the side of your your new house you're building. But mm-hmm. how do you you know you learn the most about yourselves with how you handle that and how you deal with uh, that sort of adversity and how you put the pieces back together, right? I mean, we've we've all been through that. Uh, one way or another in our lives, and now it's up to this jazz team to say, "Okay, well, we got we got some things working against us," you know. Some communication yeah. isn't going right. We're not playing particularly well. So how do we put the pieces back together and handle it?
1: Well, if I were to give uh, the, the jazz advice or anyone advice, that, you know, when hypothetically, let's say uh, a two by four goes through your, your kitchen window or <laughs> the neighbor backs all the way across the street down their driveway, up your driveway into your brand new garage door, or if the pipes freeze three days after you move in and your tire gets broken, the stud that gets broken off your flat tire or a backhoe uh, goes through your, your brand ...brand new constructed house. All these hypotheticals. When things (laughs) don't go your way, my (laughs) advice is this. Get mad, but stay in control. You can have emotion. It's okay to be a person and react and have an emotional uh, charge going through you in these moments. And you can have anger. You can have sadness. You can have depression. You can be motivated, but stay in control. And right now, it feels like the jazz are teetering on in and out of control... And it was good to hear Joe Ingles this morning talking in the way he was and the guys in the locker room last night, Jake, because I felt like while the game appears to be out of control, it seems like that locker room and the team are still in control of how to try and fix this and address it. There's 60 games still to go, but it is time. And I think they realize that. Well,
2: and I think you could sense that in in Joe Ingles' voice you know they the, that they've got to to get better and he didn't sound he didn't sound angry i thought this morning but you know I mean, he sounded like he wasn't exactly in the most terif- terrific of of moods which is probably exactly how they have to approach this but they they have some things now that are are going to turn and go their way a little bit you know the schedule gets 10 times easier over the next couple of weeks i mean they have some uh, a ton of really winnable games so uh, it, you know that uh, combined with some practice time, and we'll get to that here in a second. You know, they they're going to have the opportunity to work on this stuff. I mean, the 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 last thing you want, and by no means do I think this is going to happen, but the the last thing you want is for for it to come off the rails, and spin out of control. And so you you need to figure some things out, and you need, and it's both. I like what Joe said in that that clip we played coming in. It's both physical, and mental. They've got to figure those things out and, and to turn it around, as Quinn Snyder teams, by the way, have, have done in the past. Now, on the physical side, they have some stuff they, they've really got to figure out that's that's not only on the players, it's on the coaching staff. And Locke dropped some, some stats on us uh, last night during crosstalk. That were, uh, that were really fascinating and if, if by the way if you don't catch the radio broadcast you absolutely, absolutely should but after every game uh, whoever my, my co-host is and we, of course we have a, a panel of three great co- co-hosts with Coach Chiesa Ben Anderson and Tim Lacombe we'll talk with Locke and Boone and, and kind of hand off the baton uh, if you will and it usually produces some some really interesting conversation I would encourage folks to to give it a listen but uh, Locke dropped some really interesting stats on us and I, I won't go into the weeds but basically he got into the stats of you look at the jazz starting five and you include joe ingles in this conversation when they're all on the floor uh together the the jazz offensive rating as a team is is very above average from a league standard but as soon as one of those players is not on the floor and a bench player not joe ingles is in the lineup the the uh offensive rating of the entire lineup uh, goes down to well, well, well below average. We're talking like fourth, fifth percentile and worse. So as soon as one of those, one of your top six are off the floor, the offense just just craters, and that's where we see these big runs where the Jazz are falling behind by by twenty, and in the case of the Toronto Raptors, forty. Is all of a sudden these these bench players or, the, or these bench minutes uh, happen and the Jazz just disappear offensively and I, I think it's the, the combination of a lot of things but but honestly I think it comes right down to there's nobody on the bench right now who is good enough to demand minutes and that's another thing I'm still stealing from Locke from a, uh, a cross talk segment that we had I, th- I thought it was a terrific perspective on his part you know he's not demanding minutes Derek Favors Derek Favors last year, yeah, it, it was a bit of a clunky fit in the in the starting lineup, and we all know that his his primary role was was being a backup to Rudy and your backup center. But Derek Favors was a player that demanded minutes. You had to play that guy. You had to figure out a place to fit him. And even change the way that the the style in which you play because Derek Favors was good enough that that dude had to play. He had to be on the floor. There's nobody in that bench unit right now who's demanding minutes. Uh, you know, if Emmanuel Mudiay, uh, Dante Exum is not giving you a ton. Um, Jeff Green. We were talking about it before the show. Jeff Green is is extremely inconsistent. He's he's really hot and cold. And they moved him into the starting lineup last night, tinkering with that against a, a bigger, longer, athletic Laker team. And it, uh, you know, it was a bit of a wash. I would say, um, you know, not really an impactful roster move. I mean, it's just Quinn Snyder, and and we heard them him acknowledge this to a certain extent in the post game. He's got to he's got to tinker with those lineups. He's got to figure out a way to get the most out of these guys so that they can maximize who they are as a team. And this gets to the practice part uh, that Joe was talking about. Jeff Green talked about it a bunch last night in the post game. You know this this team and I don't mean for this to come off as as an excuse per se, but why these next two days are really important, because this team hasn't really had a ton of time to practice. Uh, I try to get down to as many practices uh, as I can, and uh, the last one was weeks ago. The the way the schedule has worked out for the Jazz with the, with the travel, they haven't had a whole lot of opportunity to practice, uh, certainly not when they're on the road and even when they've been at home. It, and if you're trying to adjust things, you're trying to experiment, put the pieces together, all those sorts of things. Practice is really important. Really important. Rudy last night was, I, I thought uh, I, th- I thought he had a hilarious answer because he was asked about if he was looking forward uh, to having the opportunity to practice and he said no. And and kind of jokingly, he said, no, I'm not looking forward to it, but we need it. And, and they really do. Uh, they need to get on the practice floor. They need to figure some things out. And, and while they're practicing, I bet there's going to be some you know, communication stuff, all those all those basics. Uh, Austin, I thought Riley Jensen, you guys asked Riley about what's going on with the, the Utah Jazz from a sports psychology standpoint uh, today on your show. And, and I, thought, uh, I thought Riley gave some really interesting answers. I mean, they're, they're really going to have to hash out what's going on. And he, he even referred to uh, some body language that he was looking at not being particularly positive. So, I mean, they've got some stuff they got to work through on that angle. But Riley was
1: great. Yeah, you, mean, you need to check that out at 1280 com because, of course, we had him on to talk about the big game tomorrow with the Utes and the Ducks, but we took the advantage because in his professional life, he is a sports psychologist, so we right. took advantage and asked him about the Jazz, and he talked about the four stages of teams, forming, storming, norming, performing, kind of a cutesy little uh, rhyming thing there, but the important note is sometimes after you form a team, you move into storm where you ba- battle out for roles, then you move into norm where it's you get into Routine and you look for consistency. But more often than not, you have to then circle back around to storming and figure out roles differently than was working previously. And I think that's exactly where the Utah Jazz are standing right now. And you mentioned the coaching staff with a lot of work on their hands to figure out how to fix that second unit. I don't know. I don't have any suggestions. And I'm grateful it's not my job, but it is theirs. And they'll figure it out. They'll get it done. They will indeed.
2: Uh, there was some interesting peripheral stuff uh, surrounding the game last night. I did feel bad for Bowler and Harpering, who went uh, who went viral. Uh, they were trending at the time that uh, I left after the the post game uh, because they reacted to LeBron uh, and his socks and celebrating out there on the floor. I felt bad for Bowler and Harpering. Uh, you, you know, it is somewhat disrespectful to take off your shoes like that, and a lot of people saying, "Well, don't get down by 20," and they have a point too. But I did feel bad for our boys, uh, so there was that going on. And then I heard you and your fury today, Austin, about the LeBron James traveling call oh. that was uh, somehow missed by uh, by
1: all of the referees.
2: Was it out missed? There.
1: Do you feel it was missed, or do you feel that it was like, nah, it's LeBron?
2: Oh, I, I honestly, I honestly think it was just totally missed. I, I think all three of those guys uh, were looking at something else. Had there,
1: that's, I think that's worse than if they were just like, yeah, it's LeBron. The yeah, fact he, they missed that, they ought to right. be fired. No, it's with cause. It's, in, it's incompetence. Yeah, maybe. I,
2: I mean. I, when it comes to a referee Austin I I always side with uh with one of two things it's either corruption or incompetence
1: Uh-huh
2: either either they're incompetent or Woody Dixon's on the phone or their their bookie wants them to you know call it one way Like that's that's pretty much boy- I I don't know I think they give I I think they give LeBron plenty but that last night I mean that was just uh, I just think everybody was looking at something else unfortunately but it was funny it did make for it did make for funny uh uh internet uh discussion and our boy brian taylor he kind of went viral did you notice that everybody was was his tweet yeah yeah, bt's video way to go bt uh tune in to real golf radio every single saturday morning here on the zone More next 97.5 and 1280 the zone